Down to Business on News Talk. Sponsored by Bank of Ireland. We understand business. Choose the bank that's here to help you rise to today's business challenges and tomorrow's. Now, with the roadmap of freezing restrictions coming out of this week, uh, it's fair to say that there's a growing sense of optimism that we may be starting a slow return to some sort of normality. We've spoken to economist Colin McCarthy several times throughout the pandemic. And um, how about now that we're proceeding um, and how the economy is faring? I'm curious to get his thoughts um, now that we have a new plan in place to get out of lockdown. Good morning to you, Colm. How are you? Good morning, Bobby. How are you? I'm great. First, we might start, Colm, with, I suppose, looking at ourselves versus the rest of Europe. This hasn't been easy for any country. Um, just even looking there this morning, if we look at Europe versus America, the fact that America seemed to have got a large uh, part of their population vaccinated has put them well ahead of Europe economically. Yeah, that's certainly true. Um it, it, it's worth thinking about our recovery from the last enormous disaster, which was the banking crash uh, at the end of 2008, and it took us uh, a number of years to come out of that. Uh, this is similar in, in, in its overall scale, but there's a very important difference, Bobby, and it's this. Uh, we're all in it together. Everybody else in Europe has had COVID, and yeah. some have a more serious uh, prevalence of disease and higher death rates than we do. Uh, some have done better on, uh, on that front. Uh, but everybody in the Eurozone is in the same boat. Uh, when we screwed up our banking system, we screwed it up worse than anybody else, really. Yeah. Uh, mm. And we kind of didn't get that much sympathy from the European Central Bank subsequently, as everybody remembers. Uh, this time around, it's going to be different. Uh, and I think those who fear uh, an immediate return to a very tight budget policy uh, the, the, the minute the pandemic is over, if, uh, if indeed it is in, I don't know, six months or a year, uh, people are thinking maybe we'll end up in, in a, a very rapid, too rapid uh, austerity regime uh, as was it kind of imposed on us through our own fault uh, yeah. the last time. You, you say as that's well, Colin. That's not going to happen this time. The, the European Central Bank has made it clear uh, that they don't think it's a good idea to have uh, too fast a return to budget balance. Yeah. And, uh, and, and in a sense, what I'm saying is that if you screw things up, uh, it's better that you that we all screwed them up together. Uh, no, no, nobody caused this, of course. It just happened. But it happened to everybody. And could I ask you then about if we compare kind of post-war economies or, or you know, life during wartime, do you say this is different as well because unlike wartime, the assets and the workforce have largely remained intact, albeit, albeit they have been suspended. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's uh, true, uh, but there is a, a cost in the sense that uh, the workforce hasn't all got shot, uh, uh, as they do during war. Uh, but people have retired, for example, in, in the last 12 or 18 months. Maybe a few have decided to pack it in a bit sooner than they might otherwise have done. 
uh, there has been a loss of the investment in human capital that happens uh, through having the workforce fully engaged. Uh, there is uh, a loss of kind of learning by doing, if you like. Uh, some business units have become disassembled and, uh, and will be harder to put back together again. Uh, and, 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 and so on. You know. okay. There's also been, on, on the physical capital side, uh, it's true that during wars, some of the physical capital gets destroyed, and, and that hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, but I it may to... turn out to be the case that, that the composition of demand will shift permanently after the pandemic to the point where there will be stranded assets around the place. Yeah. I suppose finally I wanted to ask you about the weaning off of the government supports column. Is there a way that we can do that sort of by sector or is it is it a very blunt instrument as, as used at the moment and one that has been a, a lifesaver for a huge amount of businesses? But can we sort of select different sectors in terms of the weaning off process? Um, it it, it it's very difficult, and, and just as you, 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 I'm sure, would agree with me that governments are always not good at, at picking winners, uh, it's not great if they're put in a position where they have to select losers as well and say that that business or that sector is not worth saving. Um, but they, they, they may be forced to do that. There's a further point, which hasn't really been addressed here or elsewhere yet, a lot of businesses are going to end up with, with very poor balance sheets in whenever it is six months or 12 months because they have been given relief in the form of debt forbearance and government loan guarantees. Now, a government loan guarantee is not a gift. It just says, if you default on the loan, we'll pick, pick up the tab. Okay. So a lot of businesses that survive will survive with weaker balance sheets than they had okay. a couple of years ago. We'll have to leave it there, Colin. Thanks again for great analysis. We'll talk to you again soon. Loads more to come. Stay tuned.